Assalamualaikum dan salam sejahtera bersama saya Kristina Donnelly Abdullah di dalam rancangan Bual R&D TVS. Bersama kita pada hari ini adalah uh, Profesor Dr. Patrick Tan. Uh, beliau merupakan uh, ketua di School of ICT dan as a director of uh, Center for Futures Digital in Swinburne University. Um, today we are going to talk about the digital health. So what in your um, research, what, what is the definition of this digital health? Yeah, when, when I started digital health research uh, back to like 2008, uh, there, was, there was no term called digital health mm -hmm. at that moment, uh, where a lot of us are, are still struggling with uh, die up internet connectivity. Correct, yeah. uh, and at that time, uh, Health informatics is more of a common terms. Mm -hmm. So today, when we look at internet around us, the smartphones uh, among us, uh, this is where digital health become uh, prevalence and mm -hmm. common. Yeah. Where healthcare can be delivered digitally. Mm. This is my layman uh, definition of digital health. So no need for us to go to yeah. the hospital or to yes. clinic. It is all yes. on the smartphone. It is very convenient nowadays. Yeah, yeah? Yes. So even nowadays, uh, the smartphone is is cheaper than mm. when we can also easily get it. The kids also are doing you know gaming on the apps yeah, as yeah. well, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 There is not much uh, learning curve for every single user to use phone, Correct. smartphone, yeah. uh, which means digital health for them is also not a difficult things mm. to do or to use. Mm -hmm. So today it become uh, more and more common, especially during this COVID-19 era. Right. A lot of people don't want to simply go to hospital mm. to uh, take medicine or mm. see their doctor just to measure blood pressure, mm -hmm. uh, which is So not probably viable. will be challenges right because the, the the kids probably the new generation will, will easily can use the apps but will be more challenges for the uh, the elderly i would say the, the, the older generation well, what what do you what, what what do you think about that can they easily learn the, the apps uh, surprisingly uh, before covid 19 uh, we really see resistance <laughs> amongst uh, elderly users uh, to use apps on their phone but during covid era until now it seems like uh, adapting very well mm -hmm. uh, this is quite a surprise exactly. which i think there's a there's a will there was a demand there was a will exactly. so they're also uh, learning how to use it even the kids also can teach the, the elders people the parents to use it right yes, so yes. on the apps especially yes. on the apps so for these people because we are now restricted from going out from the house so probably this will will help the, the elders as well to to learn on how to use the apps and and, and basically mm, mm. to to apply the digital how we call that the, the information on the on the apps itself Right. Yeah, another angle to look at this is uh, from the healthcare provider like mm -hmm. hospital clinics. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a big downturn in terms of number of patients ah. uh, during <laughs> oh, COVID really? era. So now they are motivated to okay. reach out to the uh, their customers ah, or patients ah, yeah. uh, living in their house okay. without moving or going to clinics or hospital. Exactly. So it's a demand coming from both sides provider and the consumer so they will have to promote more on their and their products on the on the apps yeah, as well yeah like teleconsultation a Correct. doctor can consult a patient uh, 
uh, remotely now. Right, right. Uh, uh, thank you to Prof Tan for the for the information just now. We are going for a short commercial now. Okay, yeah. we we'll continue after this. Kita kembali lagi bersama saya di dalam rancangan Bual R&D TVS. Bersama saya hari ini adalah Prof Patrick Tan daripada Swinburne University. Okay, we're talking about just now is the what we call that the application of digital health. Yeah. So probably um, for yourself, why do you feel so motivated, interested into this particular area? I think health is something relevant to everybody, including myself <laughs> and yeah, of, of course. course our family members. Mm -hmm. uh, if I were to choose any research to do, I will mm -hmm. find out if I choose some kind of research area that benefit myself and a family member mm -hmm. and my friends directly. Mm -hmm. uh, all of us are going uh, older. Mm -hmm. uh, for <laughs> of course, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so the day we are, before we are born, mm -hmm. uh, we also uh, we already need uh, healthcare services. Mm -hmm all the way until the end of our day. <laughs> so I think the demand is always there. Exactly. Uh, then why not we embark into this digital okay. health. So you have embarked into this uh, research. It's not because of the pandemic COVID-19, right? Uh, it, it's uh, way before yeah, that. Yeah, way before, it? like in 2008. I see. About okay. 12 years ago. Right, right, right. Yeah. That time we were struggling using the <laughs> using the uh, you know the apps and the computer by that time, right? Yeah, so yeah. you have already yes. uh, doing this type of uh, digital health in the app. So there will be very very good. Even now, because of the pandemic COVID-19, I would say you will have to survey more and do more research on that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. in fact, uh, because of pandemic, uh, the demands for digital health suddenly <laughs> strive. Tremendously. <laughs> Tremendously grow. <laughs> uh, uh, exactly. Suddenly, a lot of people are aware of the importance mm -hmm. of using or utilizing digital health in mm -hmm. their daily life. Uh, when I say a lot of people, means including normal people, mm -hmm. patients, and mm -hmm. also doctors, nurses, all right, all right. Uh, healthcare pro right. practitioners, okay, and okay. including uh, lawmakers, they right. are also start to accept. So by doing this, uh, coming up with a new development in the in the technology and innovation, you will need a lot of grants. You know, I understand that you have internal or external grants. So, so what are the grants that you have now for your current projects? Current projects are um, funded by the Ministry of Higher Education. One of it, one of it, them is uh, Smart Chronic Disease Management System, mm. uh, where uh, in layman term is uh, any user can use an app to tap a picture of uh -huh. the food they tap oh, every day, right. and the apps will automatically recognize the food and calculate mm -hmm. the cal calories, calories, nutrition. And, uh, uh, and so on, including oil, uh, <laughs> fats. Uh, uh, oh, very dangerous. <laughs> yes. so fats this, can be very yeah, dangerous. Based on this, uh, they can calculate the the risk of the users getting uh, non-communicable uh, disease mm -hmm. such as diabetes, mm -hmm. uh, high blood pressure. Uh, so this is uh, from the uh, internal grants, or I would uh, say the, the government grants. Grant, external uh, grants. Uh, yeah? Government grants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the um, from the overseas, maybe from the US or from the other countries? Uh, so you have grants. I have, I have, a, I have a grants from Singapore, mm -hmm. uh, but this grant is more uh, funding towards. Uh, oil and gas 4.0. Oh, uh, it's not oh, really yes. digital health. Right, right, uh, right. Okay. So this is. 
So with this, mm. um, the research that you have uh, with all your RAs and also your group, what is the impact to the economy or the social economy of, uh, of Malaysia, uh, especially in Sarawak? Mm, uh, for sure, the first impact will be the human resource development, mm -hmm. uh, where our research assistant, our students right. uh, who have gone through the program, right. master or PhD or even undergraduates, mm -hmm. uh, they possess the skills and knowledge mm -hmm. in digital health uh, area, mm -hmm. where this is actually a transdisciplinary and also multidisciplinary area, okay. uh, where the student can always uh, uh, demonstrate and practice or apply their skills in their uh, working environment, mm -hmm. which is very good for uh, employer because uh -huh. students possess multiple facets of skills uh -huh. that is very timely and useful uh -huh. for current business uh -huh. uh, environment that is so dynamic, yeah. especially now we are in COVID and going to post-COVID. Mm -hmm. or Maybe there is no post-COVID, it's always <laughs> ever-changing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So students uh, need to be very adaptive mm -hmm. uh, and dynamic mm -hmm. and know how to evolve, how mm -hmm. to innovate uh, in their career like 40-50 years. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the first impact. Second impact, of course, is the economic impact where the states or the country can benefit from higher uh, GDP mm -hmm. because knowledge worker like this, they are not only generating uh, work hours, mm -hmm. but they are generating intellectual property mm -hmm. uh, that can bring in more income uh, in terms of license or royalty uh, to the country. With this doing all this uh, R&D and uh, research development, what is your highest achievement so far? Highest achievement I think is something difficult for me to judge. <laughs> Yeah, I would say uh, the the team efforts uh, is the real achievements that are being attained mm -hmm. uh, throughout all these different uh, research projects in digital health. Uh, if you if, if we were to take a snapshot of so-called uh, achievement, mm -hmm. there were maybe some event I can think of like we we won best paper awards <laughs> in conferences. Okay. Uh, we also being invited to to present our work in the inaugural mm -hmm. uh, digital submit okay. and by European Cardiology oh. Society ESC yeah, yeah, yeah. in Estonia. That is uh, in overseas. Yeah, okay. in Estonia, mm -hmm. and also in Taiwan mm -hmm. and Singapore. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a achievement mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. uh, like myself because of. Uh, all this research, I have been uh, awarded some uh, like a leadership excellence uh, award by uh, US Best mm -hmm. uh, Professional Society, mm -hmm. uh, Society for Design and Process Science. Oh, wow. uh, so this a bit of pieces here okay, and there, okay. but the if we put it all together, mm -hmm. I would say the team really achieved. Uh, everybody in the team achieve uh, their own uh, forte, mm -hmm. their own uh, so-called KPI mm -hmm. also. Uh, I think that is yeah. holistically. Do you, because you are also inventing these particular apps, do you have like copyright or a pattern for it? Yeah, we have handful of patterns. Mm -hmm. uh, now we are uh, uh, discussing and negotiating with commercial companies mm -hmm. on how to bring this forward to the uh, commercial uh, space. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, uh, how this uh, IP intellectual property mm -hmm. or patterns can be monetized mm -hmm. through uh, commercializations, yeah. uh, product development, uh, yeah. and so on. But you have your commercialization on the products already, right? 
still in, in the process because okay, uh, we need a commercial company mm -hmm. uh, to really run to invest, the, the to invest also <laughs> yeah uh, quite a big gap between R&D and mm -hmm. commercialization mm -hmm. usually it's five to ten million kind of funding yeah. gap mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, usually uh, it's not funded by uh, a lot of agencies yeah. since that you are the expert in this digital health uh, what do you think what, what what is the future for this particular area this study um, because of pervariance of technologies and uh, digital health uh, for sure it will be part of our life mm. uh, what we have observed uh, recently these three to five months is that less and less people willing to go to clinics willing to go to hospital okay. Okay, which means they want they still want to receive healthcare mm -hmm. services mm -hmm. at home mm -hmm. normal clinic or hospital mm -hmm. so this digital health can bring the healthcare services mm -hmm from uh, clinics and hospital to uh, the consumers mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. So digital health will be always on demand. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and not only that, but also growing uh, all over the world. All right, all right. So it's not only in Malaysia, but it's also happening all over the world. Yes. Yeah, with this COVID pandemic uh, 19, I'm sure that the apps will be more famous right now. Yeah, everybody is uh, yeah, yes. assessing it and wanted to, to purchase yes. it on the market. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So we're waiting for yours that you will commercialize it later <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that one is uh, the future. But we can see the bright future of this particular app because everybody is using it right now and even the small generation and the latest generation mm -hmm. also trying to, to I would call that, to use this application. Mm -hmm. So as what you mentioned just now, the what we call that the, um, the highest achievement of your research is the team collaboration mm. and the team effort from every everyone in your yeah. in your group right yeah, yeah. so I, I believe that you have uh, many of this uh, how many of the, your your RAs and also your students that that actually involved in the project five to ten depending on the you projects. also work together cluster with other universities yeah with other university mm. locally and internationally all right, all right. Yeah. so you have uh, I would say many papers come coming up from that particular <laughs> research yeah? papers yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's lot. why you've been uh, what we call that been been granted with the best paper in your your conferences and also in the submit they also mm. call you for for giving you a, uh, giving a talk right yes yeah. uh, as a keynote speaker something like that Okay, well, sometimes okay. it's a tough decision between pattern and publication. Yeah. If it is published, it cannot be pattern. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. we have to choose one. <laughs> okay, we have to stop for a short commercial break. We'll come back after this. Kita kembali lagi di dalam rancangan R&D. Uh, Prof. Patrick, we're talking about just now is your highest achievement mm -hmm. in that particular digital health area. Uh, and also we're talking about some of your copyright and your pattern. Probably you have some, uh, you know, in the pipeline, the best research, uh, I mean, the, the best uh, proposed research that you wanted to do or the or the commercialization that you wanted to do after this? Yeah, I, uh, I would like to take this opportunity to invite uh, future investors or, or any commercial companies mm -hmm. uh, to to reach out to, to my team mm -hmm. uh, where we have a research portfolio of uh, quite a number of digital health uh, R&D products and outputs. Mm -hmm. uh, one of it is uh, remote monitoring of body temperature mm -hmm. and also uh, ECG which is heart condition mm -hmm. and respiratory rates. Mm -hmm. This is very relevant uh, to uh, COVID era because 
doctors also don't want to get near to patient too frequently. <laughs> yeah. This first one, second one is the blood pressure monitor that is wireless, mm -hmm. uh, where you can uh, share your BP, uh, blood pressure, to, with your doctor directly without uh, sending WhatsApp or wow. SMS. Wow. So your doctor can monitor uh, almost real time, mm -hmm. one or two seconds slower than that only. Mm -hmm. And we also have like the the food apps that I mentioned just now mm -hmm. to manage uh, chronic disease. Mm -hmm. uh, this we would like to bring it to the market. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, as a university, we cannot do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to work together with commercial companies. All right. So this uh, is all the new apps that haven't. It's not in the market yet, right? Not yet. Okay. So that, that's why we need a lot of these industries or, or the, the companies that will need to invest. Yeah? Yeah. So um, maybe you can conclude a little bit on this uh, particular digital health mm -hmm. in the future uh, for those researchers that wanted to embark into this particular area. What is your advice or suggestion for, for them? Yeah, and for, for younger generation, I will always uh, remind them uh, when they go to career uh, when they go to business, right? What kind of business, what kind of career they should embark into? Mm -hmm. uh, most importantly is to ensure that they are going to be a producer. Yeah. Producer, in our case, is we produce some product and services mm -hmm. and commercialize it or sell it to locally or internationally. Mm -hmm. This is where we can increase our GDP, our uh, foreign investment mm -hmm. uh, into the country, into the states. Exactly. So digital health has no geographical boundary. Mm -hmm. So if we have the apps, if we have the artificial intelligence model that mm -hmm. we develop here, right, mm -hmm. there's nothing to stop us from selling this overseas exactly. around the world. Right, right. Uh, so this is uh, my advice to all of them to really think about this. Uh, if it's not digital health, what else can they achieve? Mm -hmm. uh, can they do to achieve mm -hmm. uh, as a producer mm -hmm. to the world? I see. So from them in invest to right after to the business area. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we would like to conclude this particular topic today that Prof. Patrick has shared with us today, whereby the digital health is a very important nowadays to the young generation and also to the uh, elder generation. Yeah, because we will have to develop, we have to do R&D, the copyright and, the, and also up to the pattern and we will commercial it uh, on that particular apps. So as what uh, Prof. Patrick has shared with us today, it is tremendously very important and very useful to all of us um, as a generation that throughout this pandemic COVID-19. Okay, so uh, I would like to thank Prof. Patrick for your time mm -hmm. and I'm sure that we probably will, will meet again in the next episode. Yeah, yeah thank you very okay. much. So, sekian sahaja uh, program Bual R&D kita pada hari ini untuk TVS. Kita akan berjumpa lagi di episod yang akan datang. Saya Kristina Donali Abdullah mengucapkan Assalamualaikum dan salam hormat.